Hi there, listener. We, the editorial team of a manufacturer, have the great privilege of bringing you interviews from some of the best manufacturers, leaders, industry analysts, young pioneers, innovators, and solution providers. But sadly, we can't possibly fit all of them into our podcast episodes. Fear not, though, because you're listening to Archives, a platform where you can hear these fascinating and thought-provoking interviews in full. In this episode, we catch up with Susan Brench, the CEO of Starbonds. Starbonds manufactures mesoporous carbons from biorenewable biomass. We spoke with Susan following her involvement in SME Growth Summit last year to find out more about the company and its journey so far. Hi, you're here in the Manufacturer Studio. I'm joined by Susan Brench, CEO of Starbonds. Welcome to the Manufacturer Studio. Thank you very much. Great to be here. What a buzz there is around this place. Well, I was going to say, how are you enjoying the show so far? But you kind of answered that question. You're having a good time. Yeah, it's interesting. Really interesting. And I think post-COVID, so many people are kind of excited to be out talking to people again. Definite buzz. Definite buzz. Definite buzz. Starbonds, I think, uh, perhaps a new name for for some of the readers of the manufacturer. So can you perhaps uh, explain what you guys do and your role at the company? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, CEO... Um, I'm uh, working together with a CTO. We are a micro startup company. Previously, uh, it was a spin out of the University of York's Green Chemistry Center of Excellence. A very small organization. We're just scaling up from uh, pilot scale to demonstration at the moment. Um, and what we're doing is we're taking polysaccharides. Uh, so these would be things like starch or pectin or seaweed extracts. And we're making some rather interesting materials. I'll describe them as a, a solid sponge. They're able to capture or separate uh, difficult mixtures to get things you want out of them. So it's a processing aid and, and a, 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 an isolation media for different manufacturing processes. Okay, so, so what, what would be a typical end application for, for what for what Starbonds produce? Right, well, one typical end, up, end application I can talk to you about, because we do a lot of the work we do is under confidential agreement, mm-hmm. is uh, that we have been working with a company in Leeds called RX Extraction uh, to uh, invent a novel way of extracting cannabinoids. Uh, and this process that has been invented... Uh, in which Starbonds is used as the isolation media, uh, enables the extraction to happen in one simple simple step rather than taking three or four conventional steps. So it's much less uh, mass and energy intensive than a, a traditionally mm-hmm. you know, cannabinoid extraction would occur. So in other words, you know, pharmaceutical ingredients, when okay. you're trying to get the thing you want out of a complex mixture, mm-hmm. Uh, and another another example would be gas capture. I see. Okay. So you know, starbonds are very good materials for capturing uh, carbon dioxide and also some of the more nasty things, like right. ammonia. Um, and we are uh, working with a, a particular agency in this regard, but I can't talk about it because it's confidential. Sure. Sure. No problem. And. Um, you gave a keynote today uh, at yep. uh, SME Growth Summit around, uh, I think the title was Separation Made Simple. Is that, was that right? Well, yeah, it was, it, I think they took that from the strap line for the company. So we're doing, we're doing separation using our products, right? So that's Separation Made Simple. Um, I have to say that the scale-up hasn't been simple. Mm. So, uh, yeah, no, Separation made, made, made Simple 
applies to the 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 fact that star bonds enable in many cases a more simple separation outcome than with conventional technology i see sure so what were some of the uh, the key takeaways from from your from your some of the highlights from your keynote today well what i described was the innovation journey that we'd come through so we talked about scale up um, and actually some of the challenges around that uh, and what and what i would learn some of the top tips um, I mean, certainly, you know, taking a, a former university spin out to a, an independent entity mm -hmm. uh, can be somewhat complex. And, and some of the scale up issues are really around the availability of assets and being able to replicate what you're doing in the laboratory on a larger scale mm. uh, and commercializing that idea. Um, I guess. One of the things that often gets missed with spin-outs from universities, frankly, is customer discovery. Right. You know, you, you've got a very exciting, interesting technology, but is it something that a customer needs? Yes, yeah. Not always, perhaps, at the forefront of no, the minds when not. it's being developed. No, no indeed no. not. So what I, had, what I talked about um, as well was the fact that when I came into the business, uh, just after it had started trading, uh, the, the, the people involved already were very excited about the range of markets that the materials could be used in. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, we have to focus down right. onto a couple of key markets. Um, and so having that focus in order to commercialize uh, effectively is really important indeed, as well. Indeed. And you mentioned that innovation journey that Starborns uh, have been on. Can you talk a, bit, a little bit about around that in terms of where you guys started and where you are now and where you're looking to go to? Yeah, absolutely. So Starbonds comes from starch and carbonisation. So back in the early 2000s, the University of York academics, as I say, it was a spin out of University of York, um, were approached to find uh, an end use mm -hmm. for biomass, essentially, mm -hmm. for waste materials. So materials often that would end up in landfill. And uh, so they, they worked on various things and started with starch. I mean, we've since progressed on to um, other materials, pectin that comes uh -huh. from citrus fruits. Yeah. And, and they scaled up the process for making these uh, materials in the laboratory, patented them. Um, since that time, uh, when the patents were put into effect, we've actually changed the process a little bit. We haven't patented those modifications so that we keep that confidential information. Um, but we've, together working with the Biorenewables Development Center, since becoming independent, we've been able to scale up from grams to kilograms. And so we're now at the Let's next see. stage of our journey, which is to go past that scale into thousands of kilos and tons. And that's just where we are at the moment. Fantastic. And um, in terms of sort of the that that journey, you know, perhaps not the you know university scale up into mm. company, perhaps not the traditional route for a manufacturing business. Mm. So, what kind of challenges uh, have you guys faced on that journey, and how have you how have you overcome them? Yeah, it's been an interesting journey for me because I've I've come out of industry. I spent thirty five years in the right. chemical manufacturing sector, um, where we were helping to scale other people's processes. Mm. Um, what th those challenges have really been taking something that works in, in a labo in laboratory scale. Yes, yes. And then translating that into something that's going to work at scale using equipment that is viable. Yes. Right? And the other challenge has been 
also because we're using natural materials they are inherently variable right so you need to somehow find Never a way a of having a constant yeah. output yeah. you know and one that is that you know what a customer wants is something that is is consistent mm. indeed indeed and for i suppose for other smes out there that are looking or just about to embark on a similar mm. journey what what kind of top tips would you would you have for for those for those for taking that first step and beyond yeah i think one a, a a couple of things that really spring to mind are um, minimum, minimum viable product. Don't look for perfection. You know, look at look at what the customer really needs. What does the market really need? I mean, this is something I had to go backwards and do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then, you know, if you don't need to go to the nth degree, don't go to it. Um, and just consider how is that how is that technology scalable from a practical sense. Um, and the other, the other top tip is to, is to collaborate. Mm. Um, you know, if you, you go alone, you'll go fast. I think there's a quote around this somewhere. But if yeah, you yeah. go together, you'll yeah. go far, right? Yes, that's right, yeah, yeah. And where we've made the biggest gains have been with working with engineering companies, with, with collaborating and networking with um, funding platforms or, or uh, accelerator platforms mm. and meeting companies that can help us on our journey mm. and not being afraid to ask for help absolutely yeah yeah it's amazing how often you hear the phrase collaboration is is key you absolutely. know it's so important yeah yeah. yeah 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 and just finally uh susan just talking you know more broadly around the manufacturing landscape mm. this time tomorrow um whoever's in number 11 this week <laughs> will have delivered another <laughs> budget for us oh, um, crikey, yes. what 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 uh what are you is there anything particular you're expecting or is there anything particular that you're hoping for from a manufacturer's point of view what I would really like to see is that they they maintain and enhance some of the schemes around R&D tax credits, that there is support for innovators. And I'm not suggesting that all startup companies that may have some rather bad ideas get funded, uh, but they're, they're, they're good at picking some winners. Yeah. Um, and the catapult centers, of which, uh, you know, the CPI and AMRC, mm-hmm. two examples, um, I've had good experience of working with them. You know, if I if we saw the, you know, such partially government-funded uh, schemes disappearing, I would be very disappointed to see yeah. that. And then, of course, it's around the taxation, um, you know, pre pre-tax profits and all all these all national insurance, all those kind of taxes. No, okay, corporation tax comes after you've made a profit, but when you're a startup cash is so critical and often you are you're not you might be revenue generated but you're not you're, you're not profit generated no, for many many no, years no, sure sure so you yeah. really need to be able to help um, nascent organizations get through that period i mean i am my co-director we've been bootstrapping the business for yeah. many years so yeah, yeah yeah excellent well thank you for taking the time to come to the studio and, uh, and speak to us and I hope you have a great rest of Smart Factory Expo. Thank you very much. Great opportunity to be here. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank rest. you very much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that, listener. Keep an ear out for more episodes like this one and, of course, for more episodes of the Manufacturer Podcast. Whatever streaming site you're listening on, be it Spotify or Apple Music, be sure to give this podcast a follow and a rating And if you're watching this on YouTube, why not subscribe to our channel for the latest video content?